And it was real talking about going to another level. And dad's been talking about agreement. And I've been talking to dad about agreement. And he was talking about how agreement can, I mean, uh, advancement looks like an appointment. And so as a person that oversees a huge staff, I have the ability to appoint anybody and they go in my name. Because I'm the one in charge, and if I say, hey, I need you to show up at work at this time, they show up at work at this time, right? If I say, I need you to complete this task, then they complete this task, right? Why? Because as a person in charge, I have the right to express my authority over those in which I have that authority over. But I can appoint a student, and if that student goes in my name and says, Mr. Marlowe said he needs to see you, then they have to respond as if I said it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And God is saying, when we're saying we're going to another level, it don't have to be this process. That kid didn't go to school. Right. That kid doesn't even have a high school diploma, but when I sent them in my name, it promoted them to a spot that gave them authority. And God said that you can have this, you have the same power that I have. I have appointed the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of you. And the words he speak to you are the same words I speak. So when you say it, you said it if I said it. So your money has to respond to you, not because it's you, but because it's God in you. Situations and mountains are moved, not because it's you, but because it's the God in you. And so many times we fail the process because we take the Holy Spirit out of it. We don't operate in that same power. We try to accomplish God-given endeavors through our flesh. And then we fail. But because we do that, then we have this mixed up, mixed up uh, opinion of who God really is. That's why God says, when those who come to me must believe that I am and I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. But if I'm trying to accomplish things of God in my flesh and they're not happening, and I'm thinking that God is also that person that killed, well, not killed my grandma, but gave her cancer and she died because he needed an angel in heaven. Now I'm having a warped view of who God is. So is this God is going to be the one that blesses me this time? Or is this God going to be the one that makes my light bill behind and I can't pay my bills? Which God is it? And that, in the other song they talked about how he, they said that we will allow you to be Lord. And that's the issue. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. But if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to be Lord in our lives, it doesn't give us the ability to reproduce the miracles in which Jesus produced while he walked the earth. Because the Holy, the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. And being a perfect gentleman, he has to have the ability to access you. And then you have to then do what he asks you to do. So if Pastor Edwin... Uh, if Pastor Edwin asks me to do something, then I have a choice to make. Either I surrender and humbly submit myself, and I do what he asks, and I accomplish that, that task, or I choose not to, and if I, if I go to him for advice, and he tells me to do X, and then I decide to do Y, I can't now be mad at him because it didn't come through. Come Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And so as we sing those songs, then you have to realize that it doesn't take, tell yourself, it won't take, all day. all day. I love what Pastor Sean said. We'll go to sleep here and we'll wake up there. Yes. It won't take all day. Amen? Amen. 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 So welcome to Fellowship of Champions. Amen. We are a church teaching you to walk in love, yes. live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of your life. I am Pastor Ralph, and we are so grateful that you decided to come visit with us today. Amen. Uh, Pastor Edwin, our senior pastor, Pastor Sean, is on the on the road at the moment. She was uh, at a conference, and so we're grateful that you chose to worship with us. We're going to continue our series called The Same Power. And in, in Romans 8 and 11, pretty much it says, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Amen. Praise God. I have that same spirit. And so what we're going to talk about today, and I'm going to do better than I did last week. I won't rush today. Uh, we're going to talk about the purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, 
And we'll jump around a little bit, but like I said, we'll, we'll take our time so that we have a complete understanding of what's happening. Last week, we talked about the kingdom, and it was a lot of information. <laughs> uh, the PowerPoint is there. Uh, if you go to slide, I think it was, go through. I'll, I'll go over a little bit of it. Keep going. Keep going. Right there, stop. Go back, please. When we discover the manufacturer's original intent, we come to understand our purpose, our potential, and the significance of our role in this world. So the very essence, the premise behind this whole thing is so that we may know our purpose in this world. We may know our purpose in the kingdom. We may know our potential and our significance. And then knowing that, and all of that is accessed through grace, because this whole process was a process of grace that God put in place so that he could get his spirit to us. Because when we talk about Jesus, a lot of times we talk about the cross. We talk about the sacrifice he made on the cross. We talk about the blood. But you do realize Jesus came to give us access to the Holy Spirit. Because if it was only about the cross and he died on the cross and he forgave our sins, we would be powerless to live the life he called us to live. Even after Christ was sacrificed and he crucified and he took conquered hell, he came back for 40 days. And he talked to the disciples. And what he told to the disciples, he says, he talked to them, he grabbed them. And the Bible talks about how he grabbed their heads and told them to receive the Spirit. Yeah. And that word receive, if you break it down in the old term, that word see means to own. The word re, R-E, means again. Own again the Spirit that I will give you. And then in Acts, it told, tells us about how the Holy Ghost came and it gave us power. So the, the lineage of Jesus was God's way of putting the governor back into the earth so that we can have authority over everything that's here. Yep. Amen. All right, keep going. There was a couple of other uh, trends. Okay, all right, kingdom. So what's a kingdom? It's the concept of God to design and sustain both the unseen and the seen realms in order to express, represent, and manifest his nature. So when God called us the kingdom of God, all right, we talked about a king, and we talked about the governors, right? And so what, who the governor is is the Holy Spirit, and we are vice governors. That means that we, we, we govern with the Holy Spirit because God isn't doing anything else in the earth, right? It, check this out. So I'm up, here, I'm up here teaching, right? And I'm not the pastor of the church. And, and a lot of times in our prayers, we're calling on God to do stuff. God's not doing anything else. We don't even want God to come to the earth because the moment God comes to the earth, your power diminishes. So if Pastor Edwin got up here at this moment, then I sit down. You know why? Because he is the one in power. And so when we're praying and we're asking God for stuff, really we have to take the time to say, what are we really saying? I don't need God to come here. What I need to do is access the Holy Spirit God himself on the inside of me so that I can accomplish what he gave me the power to do. Because when you're asking God to do something, that's a prayer miss. It's not going to accomplish anything. God has already done everything he's going to do. But what I have to do is ask to listen to the Holy. That's why it says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always talking to you, always speaking. I remember dad taught me the Holy Ghost is always talking. Right now, anybody hear the radio? Nope, because we're not what? Tuned in. Just because you ain't tuned in doesn't mean it's not playing. The Holy Spirit, and, and, and I love the way I, I listen to Miles Monroe, and, we, and he's like, the Holy Spirit is long-suffering, but that doesn't mean forever. And we talk about an apostate mind, meaning that you have not listened to the Holy Ghost so long that now you don't even realize he's even talking to you. You, have, you, you don't even recognize his voice. You have turned your back on him. And so at that point, you have to get back into relationship because the Holy Spirit is a person. I know Pastor Evan really well because for 18 years I've been around him. And if I ask him to come up here now and do something, fall backwards to trust fall, he would do it. Why? Because of relationship. But if I ask one of our guests to do that, they, don't, they won't do that. Why? They don't know me. They, they would think that because I'm up here that I could be a guy of good character, right? But honestly, they don't know me. And because we don't spend the time we need to with the Holy Spirit. And I remember those little things, like, like years of word of just coming back. It's like when you were believing God for a parking spot. 
what you were doing was training yourself to hear what God had to say, the Holy Spirit had to say. And so, so what we do over time, the more time we spend praying, the more time we spend listening to the word of God, the more time we hear God's voice, what we're doing is building a relationship that will be so strong that I will trust him even when everything in my body and everything in my soul are saying something contrary. Because that's what agreement is. Agreement means I have harmony between my spirit, between my soul, and between my body. And when the spirit is telling me to go left, then my mind, my will, my imagination, my intellect, and my emotions all have to come in agreement with that. And then the body just follows whichever one of those that's in charge. And so when there's agreement, then you can move into have, some, have alignment. Because, check this out. So, so we can't even get to God without the Holy Spirit. You can't even get to Jesus without the Holy Spirit. All right? Because the Holy Spirit is what convicts a man and shows him his sin and need for a Savior. The Holy Spirit was that voice as you was growing up that was telling you, don't do that. Don't reply to that text. It's going to set you up. Don't drive over there. Don't go to the club tonight. Just stay home. You can get that in the morning. That was the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is always with us, always talking. And it was the Holy Spirit that wherever you were that day to say, yes, you do need a Savior. And what the Holy Spirit did, you got in harmony with him, and he brought you to Jesus. And so now you're here with Jesus and Jesus like, okay, here's my blood. I'm covering you. And Jesus brought you to the Father. And the Father said, you look good in my eyes. You have access to the kingdom. And see, because we don't understand kingdom, like if you go to Great Britain now or England, you just can't go to the, to the, to the royal palace. I mean, you ain't just going to walk up in there. Why? Because you don't have access. The kingdom of God is the only kingdom in which we are all family. And so what it does, in order to get to the, to the queen, you got to have somebody that brings you. And the Holy Spirit is the one that positioned us to access the Father through the Son to get everything our daddy had for us. And, that's the, and that same power, that lives on inside of us because now we are obligated, the Great Commission, to go out and give others access to what the God has for them through the Holy Spirit. All right, let's keep going. So go back one more. So heaven, original kingdom. Heaven was the perfect prototype. So when a kingdom takes on new territory, the whole goal for that new territory is to become exact replica of the kingdom, right? So like when I'm training Aiden right now, I am training, as a king of my house, I am training Aiden. Aiden right now, all he knows is what his daddy does. And so everything he'll do, in his, and, that, and I'm not sure why we always get the family. That's the issue with kingdom in our families. Because when kids are not getting, their, the replicas they're getting ain't the ones we want. Because you wanting your kids to do something, you want your kids not to be argumentative, right? But you argumentative. You want your kids not to be defined, but you defined. You can't, even, you can't even get to work on time when your boss asks you to. And now you're mad at your kid because they eating breakfast when it's 8 and you need to be gone. They late like they, late like they mama. Amen. They late like their daddy. Amen. Because kingdom always produces, whether that's good or that's bad. As a child, they are governors over the small things they have. And then as parents, we're the, king and, we're the king and queen. We're the authority. So they are only representing what they have seen in you. So if you don't like what you see in your kids, you likely you need to change yourself. Yeah, you got you to look at yourself. All right. So anyway, so earth intent was to be God's perfect prototype to look exactly like heaven. It was his desire to extend his perfect kingdom from the visible realm to the visible realm, resulting in the creation of the universe. All right? We're not going to read Colossians. You can keep going. So what was the purpose? As an extension of heaven into, this, into the earth, to establish a prototype of the original country, to represent the values, the morals, the manners of the home country. In other words, earth culture should represent that of heaven. 
our way of thinking, our way of life, our way of doing should be identical to what we see in heaven. And the way we accomplish that is through the Holy Spirit. Because you can't do that on, on your own. The Bible says, who can know the mind of God? Only the Spirit of God. So I can't even accomplish God's will without having his Spirit. You can't even be in faith without the Holy Spirit. Why do you say that? Where does faith begin? How can you know the will of God? you got to have the Holy Spirit. So it's, you're, you're incapable of pleasing God without first having surrendered the Holy Spirit as your Lord in your life. You, you can't. It's impossible to fulfill the will of the Father without access to the Holy Spirit and accepting, agreeing with him, agreement, harmony with what he has for your life. So it looks like this. Without faith, it's impossible to believe God. Without having the Holy Spirit to be Lord over my life and him telling me what the will of God in my life is, I am now made possible to please the Father and accomplish his will in the earth. So faith begins where? Where the will of God is known. Faith begins where? Where the will of God is known. You are asking for things that's outside of the will of God and you're mad at God because he's not doing it because you didn't take time to ask him what his will was. So many times we get offended with God simply because we don't take the time to ask God what's best for our life. The Holy Spirit is present when? All the time. But do we ask him all the time? How many, we make over 60,000 decisions a day, and how many of those did you ask the Holy Spirit about before you made? But God's so gracious that he always rescues us. You know, I mean, I, I was listening to, uh, as I was going through thinking about grace again, as I was driving up here, the GPS, I mean, Aiden had to use the bathroom, all right? Um, I had to work on my thinking feeling cycle because I'm like, hey, look, we, we established this. All right, we, we, when we leave Conway, the GPS said I get there at 928. I want to be there at 928, but he had to stop. And when I stopped, I noticed something, though. The GPS didn't yell at me. <laughs> Cookie Monster didn't say, Madoff, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Wrong turn. <laughs> C is for Cookie. I mean, it didn't tell me that. But how many times in your life have you taken a wrong turn and you beat yourself up because of it? And the Holy Spirit, or, or beat somebody. <laughs> Listen, now, now, now a wise man always told me, if I'm going to make a bad decision, I'm going to make one under my own merit. So if you're going to make a bad decision, first of all, make it because you wanted to make it. All right? But... But how many, the Holy Spirit is that GPS. He's not fussing. We taught a message when it was in Conway called God's Not Mad Anymore. No more. No more. No more. No more. <laughs> All that was is even when you make a wrong turn in life, Come on. like your GPS doesn't oh. yell at you, the Holy Spirit only says relocating, relocating. How many of y'all took a wrong turn, and then you got out your car stomping mad and like, what am I going to do? No, what did you just do? Because you understand, kingdom, you just kept driving and took the next turn. You trusted the GPS more than we trust God. So, so I like that, Dad. You did the next right thing. So as your GPS relocated you, all you ever did was to take the next right thing, the next right turn. That he desired to get you where? To the destination that was input from the beginning of time. Jeremiah 20 and 11, 29 11. I know the thoughts I have towards you. Why? Because the destination is there and the Holy Spirit is just saying, relocating. It, you didn't take the job, but relocating. You, you married the man I told you or the woman I told you not to, but, but relocating. You know, you spent the money that you were supposed to do X with, but relocating. Why? And he's not yelling at you because he's not mad at you, but it will adjust your time. Because when you look at the GPS, 
and you mess around and make the wrong turn, there are some earthly things that may cause you, like, like if you made the wrong turn, right, and you mess around and got pregnant, there are some earthly things that you got to deal with. Like, like that, that baby just don't go away. Like, like, and, 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 like, right, well, I ain't even going there, all right? It just don't go away, right? So there are some things in the earth, there's some time, there's some thing, effort that has to be put in place, and there's some changes and some maneuvering that must be made to still get you where? To your destination, because the Holy Spirit is always what? Relocating. But what, and the Holy Spirit is like, okay, I was taking you to A, he was going to get there at 928, but because Aiden had to use the bathroom, now you're going to get there at 942. It's not that I wasn't going to get to where I was going. Some of us are so fixed in our way of getting somewhere that we, we, when it's time to relocate, it causes us to doubt God because we're not flexible in our approach. The very essence of who, the, I love how God, when he talks about himself, he, he talks about himself as a fluid. He's liquid. The Holy Spirit, we, you hear all the semblances of water. Water has the ability to conform to anything. In and of itself, it is three different things. It is a solid, it is a liquid, and it is a gas, all in one. And depending on the situation, depending on the pressure applied, the temperatures and the change of it, it can conform. And still, when things go back, it'll still be water. No matter the pressure applied, baby, no matter what happens in your life, you are designed to conform to the situation. You're de- you have been specifically engineered to overcome whatever life has to offer. There is no mountain big enough. There is no obstacle large enough. There is no job that you're not worthy of. You have been designed, and the Lord, the governor, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you gives you the ability to be just like God. And so as the GPS readjusts you, you were so locked in on that previous way of getting there that now you are contemplating whether the truth is what the new thing says or what the old thing says. You've got to let go of some old stuff. But you've got to keep doing what the Holy Spirit said to you, tell you to do something different. You can't quit on the Holy Spirit and God's voice when he tells you to go after the job. And I don't care if you're at job 332 you applied for. Did, he, did you hear his voice? And he said, stop applying. Come on. We quit too soon. Yeah. And I'm talking to myself. We quit too soon. The Holy Spirit said, hey, you're going to be this. Come on. And you're like, well, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Well, everything I'm looking at. Let me tell you a story. All right, check this out. And somebody remind me where I'm at because I'm probably going to forget. All right. So let me, t- let me tell you this because I ain't nowhere in my notes. But we, we, we'll go with it. When you think about Adam, and in the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. First of all, you do realize that God said that that, that wasn't a similarity. That is an exact, in math, we use the word similar, and we use the words congruent. Similar could be a square this big, and then a square this big. You know what I'm saying? There's a ratio of comparison, all right? We called it a scale factor. If I multiply the small square by two, all right, it'll equal the size of the big square. All right. All right. All right. We all say so. All right. All right. So you just follow me. Y'all see small square? Y'all see big square? All right. So cool. You are not similar to God. You're not a smaller version of God. You are congruent to God. Congruent means that you are the same size, exact replica of the other. So when God says, let us make men in our image, he wasn't saying, let me make something similar. He was saying, let me make a congruent and exact replication of who I am so they may govern the earth the way I'm the king of the heavens. But when Adam's sin, what happened was, and then God says, God, he breathed into him. 
So what Adam possessed was the Holy Spirit. But when Adam sinned on Tuesday, I'm making up a day, I don't know, I don't know. So don't go back, I don't, I don't know. So when Adam sinned on Tuesday, if you visited Adam on Wednesday, nothing looked different. The only thing that had changed was Adam realized he was naked. The first thing that changes when you don't have the Holy Spirit is that you notice or you think that you are without lack. Lack shows up. Because the only difference between Adam on Tuesday and Adam on Wednesday was that he was missing the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit couldn't dwell with Adam because his temple was unholy. See, that's why we got Jesus. And that's why the Holy Spirit can dwell on the inside of us because Jesus sank because there was no sacrifice then with Adam. So when he sinned, the Holy Spirit had to depart. But we can keep the Holy Spirit in us even though we sin. We are not sinners because we have been made the righteousness of God. And so because Jesus has purified us, the Holy Spirit can stay with us even though we don't do acts that look like kingdoms. But Adam didn't have that privilege. And from that moment, that's when Jesus began orchestrating how he was going to get the Holy Spirit back to us because that was the missing factor in which our ability was to govern the earth. We could not govern without the governor. Yes. That's good. That's good. And so, but without the Holy Spirit, a lot of times, and I was like, dude, what changed for Adam? Perspective? The Holy Spirit changes your perspective because the whole purpose of a kingdom is to erase history of the colony. Come on. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. The whole purpose of a kingdom is to erase the history of the colony. You know what that looked like. Read your history books. You don't see a lot about us in history books. Why? Because the whole purpose of a kingdom is to erase and rewrite history the way they desire. The whole purpose of Jesus Christ coming to the earth and giving us access to the Holy Spirit was to rewrite history so that we could see history from the eyes of the God that created it. The, the, the kingdom on earth, our job is to rewrite things. But the question is, what history are you viewing? Because when we operate in the flesh, we see the history of our lineage. We buy the DNA test. We get our blood. We want to know what part of Africa, what part of Europe we find out we may be from. Why? Because it's important for you to know your history. Right? You want to know where you came from. Why? Because every person wants to belong. Every person needs to connect. And the missing piece in your life is not who you were. It's who you are in Christ through the Holy Spirit. And so what God did when he created the kingdom on earth, the whole purpose was for the Holy Spirit to rewrite our history. That's why he says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your Mind. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. God was establishing the kingdom's purpose is to rewrite history books so the colony doesn't know who they were. The colony only knows the kingdom. I'm going to Sheila. I'm going to pull the Sheila. That's Selah, but the guy at my grandma's funeral likes Sheila. Think about that. The Holy Spirit's job is to rewrite history, to change. Adam was limited. Only perspective Adam knew was a perspective of abundance and overflow. But when when the Holy Spirit left Adam, his history began. And what he this is a good thing. Naked was okay. You know what I'm saying? That's how God made him. But your flesh is always perverting in which the thing God has already orchestrated. So the moment he lost the spirit, his perspective of kingdom changed. So his self began to be not worthy, but yesterday he was worthy. What was the difference, Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit brings confidence. That's why you didn't get the job. You went in there thinking you didn't get the job, so you weren't getting the job. You went in there absent of the Holy Spirit. You didn't ask him for help. 
You went in there based off your own knowledge, your own wit, and the fact that they wanted a master's and you only had a bachelor's. The fact that they was going to pay you 85 and you only ever made 45. And so when you went in there without the Holy Spirit, your perspective was your flesh, and your flesh is always lacking. That's why the Bible says he will sanctify us in the spirit. He will anoint us. If you think about that word in the Old Testament, to anoint something means to, I, I like to cook. And sometimes when I smoke something, I marinate it. I, I will rub it down. That's what anointment. It means to pour oil from head to toe and just rub it in until it permeates every part of it. And that's what the spirit does. And when it permeates every part of us, our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect begin to have agreement with the spirit. There is harmony. And then there is alignment. And then there could be advancement. But God can appoint us to something if we have never agreed with the spirit. Does that make sense? And so Adam was without. But like I said, God, God set it up for us to be with. Amen? All right, let's, let's see. What history are you rehearsing? What history are you rehearsing? Because the history of me being growing up, I grew up poor. I mean, mama loved me, but love don't pay bills. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in a house, and I had a great childhood. I will, I'll take care of, so I don't want to sound like this sad story. But we didn't have doorknobs on the doors. It's just a little small stuff. I mean, share the room all the time. I took Aiden to see our house one time. He's like, Daddy, what's this? Not, 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 not like, not. He's just like, what is this? I'm like, this is where Daddy grew up. He was like, and he just looked at me. He was like, I'm sorry. Those was his, but it wasn't, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't from this place of like, it's his perspective. It's his history. Because as king of this colony, I'm rewriting his history so that what he knows is, is, is his base is a whole new level. His base is my best. Every time I live my best life, it becomes my kids' base life. And we rewrite history. And so what happens is the Holy Spirit lived his best life. And that's why Jesus says, I'm going to leave you a helper and you'll be able to do what? Greater works. Because what Jesus did was the base and he left us the helper and we should do our best. But we got to accept the Holy Spirit as Lord. We got to accept him as governor. We got to be like, okay, God, I know my way seems right. Because have you ever, I use Google because I think I like Google. I like Waze or Google Maps. And I heard some iPhone people say they use their little Maps thing and it has messed them up. All right. What'd you say, Valerie? <laughs> Probably the only Google app on your iPhone. But why? As you develop trust in something, then you will trust it even when, and it will take you areas that you've never been to. But you will never doubt along the path that it's going to get you to where you have. Why? Because Google has been good to you. It has taken you on so many journeys and got you to your destination. It has made you avoid pitfalls and wrecks. It has told you to get off on this exit to save, Lord, to save you time. Listen, the Holy Spirit will save you time. You don't got to wait like everybody else did. You don't got to go through the process like everybody else did. The whole time is a construct of earth, not of heaven. And because you got a heavenly, you have the supernatural living on side of you, he gives you insight on heavenly that will supersede all the things of earth. How did Peter walk on the wall? Was it Peter walk on the wall? Yeah. yeah. Gravity still existed. But as long as he kept his eyes on the what? Father. As long as he heard the spirit. It wasn't until he stopped and considered what was around him that he began to sink. Look into the hills from which cometh my help. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your ears on the Holy Spirit so that we may accomplish the will of the Father. But you don't got to wait. I mean, I feel that. You don't have, I don't have to wait 
the Holy Spirit qualifies you. Absolutely. Amen. Because this is how you got. Before you desired what you desired because you heard it from the Holy Spirit, you had already become that. Come on. Come on. When the Holy Spirit is saying receive, he's saying own again. We see in our today's in our society today, we see the word receive is just taking something. But if you look up the Latin version, it and I forgot what it's like. I, I'm going to mess it up. You can look it up. The Latin version is re in like a word, C-E-P-E-R-A or something like that. But it means, re means again, it's, that word means to take or own. So the, that word receive means to re-own or retake, own again. You were already in that job before you were. You were already in the house before you were. Re-owning means that you have owned it, but the question is, whose history are you rehearsing? Because the history of the kingdom already has you owning it. Because here's the great thing of a kingdom. When the kingdom put a governor in a colony or in a territory or in a domain, all words synonymous. I always mess them up. Say it, somebody. Synonymous. All right, good. I should have been, should have been in speech as a kid, but I was kind of intelligent. They looked over me, but bless the Lord. <laughs> My son helps me a lot. Hey, like all those, all y'all elementary teachers who out there teaching phonics, we didn't learn phonics or phonemic awareness and all that growing up. And he'd be correcting me in the car, and I have to work on my thinking feeling cycle because I drive a Suburban, so, so I can't quite reach him. But I just want to grab something and throw at him. Because he'd be like, Dad, I'm trying to think what he, he corrects me at least five, six times a week. But I say a word, let's say I say, uh, no, oh, something with a C-H in it. Chocolate. chocolate. And he's like, uh-uh, Dad. It, choco. You, you got, you got chocolate. I'm like, I'm like, little boy, you five, I'm 36. You better stay your lane. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He, he's right a lot of times, and I'm wrong. Because if I get too excited, my R's and my W sound alike. My name isn't Ralph anymore, it's Ralph. All right? Why? Because you, you, just, you just go with it. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit is always teaching, and sometimes the Holy Spirit uses kids and other people to prophesy to you, to teach you, because prophecy is just, just a way of telling you what's coming forth. So, so the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, that young kids will dream dreams. Now, see, prophesy, and old people dream dreams. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will give us the ability to see what's coming. I can't tell you, I mean, every time there's been a uh, uh, thing in economy, why did I just go blank? A recession. Pastor Evans has always told us. I remember in Conway, he said, y'all need to get ready because gas is about to go. And we're like, okay. But, but here's the thing. Because I trusted him, I didn't have to understand. See, that's your problem. You're always trying to, to rationalize or see the plan out. You don't know what that GPS is telling you is true, but because you have been with it enough, you got relationship, you trust it. Yeah. But why with God, we always got to figure it out. But God, how am I going to qualify if the job report says I need a master's and all I got is a high school diploma? God, how? Is it a destination? Is the Holy Spirit told you you can get there? Trust him like you do ways. Okay. Whose history are you rehearsing because before there was a job I mean before there were you there was a job and you already had it right all right so go to the next slide so monarchy versus democracy the kingdom see you think that what the Holy Spirit tells you is optional it is it really is uh, but what the Holy Spirit tells you is optional but it's optimal for living the best life. So you don't live the John 10 and 10 type of life when you listen to you. I know you smart. I know you got multiple degrees. I know you graduated top of your class and you graduated magna cum laude from whatever university you went to, but you are unable to predict the future. You don't. You're unable to do it. You're not, you're not capable of doing it. You're not capable of seeing every pothole, every detour, 
every obstacle that may come your way before you make the decision. But the Holy Ghost is. Because every time we listen to the Holy Ghost, we're just receiving. We're re-owning where we're already being. So when, when I felt like the Holy Spirit told me that I could marry April, I was just re-owning what was mine. Come on. I knew that in seventh grade, eighth grade, when she came from spring break with them chocolate legs glistening. And we were, we were lined up. Listen. Every time, every them chocolate glistening legs, we eighth grade, she's seventh grade. And you know how you identify with something that's good to you and you pursue it. Because she I dated her, but she broke up with me. But I didn't go nowhere. I just kept pursuing. Because the destination was fixed, but I was flexible in my approach. Because and that's how you know that you know how to follow kingdom. Even when she dated somebody else, I trusted the process. You understand? You get it. The problem is you just don't apply. We just don't apply it in the right areas. You got to be so committed that even when people, those well-meaning friends, tells you something, that the Holy Spirit, the relationship you got with the Holy Spirit is so strong that you follow that. I remember when we lived in Carson Terrace, and I went to Pastor Edwin, and I said, Pastor Edwin, look, we're thinking about living in Carson Terrace. And he's like, mmm. If y'all was in U of A, y'all know Carson Terrace, right? So, so y'all listening, who will listen to this later, Carson Terrace is like a hood ghetto project apartment, right? So, and, 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 and I was like, okay. And I was like, and I, we was on full scholarship, so I was, about, I was packing up the leaves. And I was like, okay, Dad. And I just kept having this, this feeling like, y'all can make this work. Uh, and I went back to Dad. I said, I said okay, Dad. He, and he was talking. And he said, I, the Holy, I don't feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me this. He says, I wouldn't do it. And I said, okay. Because that's what I was needing. Because, at, because I've accepted him as my spiritual father. If he said, don't live there, guess what? I was gone. If that's, yeah, I'm a grown man. I make my own decisions, got my own money. But you got to understand that when you submit yourself to authority and you allow them to be your GPS in life when you can't hear God, then when they say do something, you need to do it. Or don't go ask them. All right. Because I'm, I'm trying to help. So we, we went there and we had a great two years there. I fixed that place up. We had carpet. I put down tile. It was so great when we moved out. They said, could you just leave it the way you left it? <laughs> and, and the whole point of that is, is that when, as my pastor, he told me he wouldn't do it. And you got to have people in your life that's like, okay, it's not something I feel like the Spirit tells me not to do, but he said he wouldn't do it. That doesn't mean I couldn't do it. But you got some well-meaning friends that don't hear God that way. And they say you shouldn't do it. And because you trust them, you don't do it. But just because it's not for them to do doesn't mean it's not for you to do. You gotta, that's good. You gotta learn to hear God for yourself. You gotta, that's why the Holy Spirit dwells inside of each of us. And each one of and think about it, the Holy Spirit is God, but God is so multifaceted. We have never experienced on earth every aspect of who God is. And his path to get us, oh, that's so good. Okay, we'll go back to the GPS part. I live in Conway. Y'all live in Northwest Arkansas. How much time has it been, Dad? Okay. Uh, I live in Northwest Arkansas. Oh, oh I got to wrap up. Okay. I live in Northwest Arkansas. When I put in a destination from Conway, it gives me different directions than when you put in a destination from Fayetteville. Right? So if we're both coming to FOC, then it's going to tell me two hours and 20-some minutes. But depending on where you are in Fayetteville, it may tell you 10 minutes. But what we want to do, instead of listening to the GPS, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we want to try to listen to somebody else's and get to where they're going, but where we're starting from is different. I'm going to just let that chill on y'all. Sheila. That's a Sheila moment. Yeah. Selah. You can't always get where other people are going because where you're starting is different. 
Like it, 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 and, and some of it is not that God won't take you there, but there's some development that needs to occur along the way. Your character isn't ready for you to do that because right now you only make $30,000 and if you only got $100 in the bank and God told you to keep it and your sister called for it, you're going to give it to her to pay her rent and you ain't going to know how you're going to pay yours. Come on. That ain't the love of the kingdom. Now, unless the Holy Spirit told you to give that $100, you better keep your money. Well, how are they going to view me? Well, how are they going to view me? <laughs> Whose history are you rehearsing? Because in the kingdom, your opinion doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit said, don't give it this time. But the opposite is also true. If you gave him $100 22 times before, and you have purposed in your heart, you're like, I'm, I, listen, listen, I, I'm, I'm not giving them now another dime. I'm tired of giving them the fish. I'm going to teach them how to fish or however that saying goes. You know, I'm going to teach them how to do it themselves. But if the Holy Spirit tells you to give it, you don't have the right not to, but you can choose. But your choice doesn't bring optimal results. John 10 and 10 is promised to the man that listens to the Holy Spirit, that makes the Holy Spirit their Lord, not the one that considers their own flesh. Does that make sense? Even if it was your last hundred, if the Holy Spirit said, so it, so it. And see, that's what we do. We listen. Sometimes you're so familiar with stuff, you choose not to use the GPS. But then you encounter a roadblock that you didn't know was there, but the GPS would have if you had taken the time to enter the destination. There are things in your life you have grown so familiar with that you're relying way more on yourself to accomplish than you are the Holy Spirit. And you catch yourself always encountering roadblocks Simply because you're not taking the time, we're not taking the time, because I'm talking to myself, to ask the Holy Spirit how to get the destination. Because April laughs at me a lot of times. Because I could be leaving my house, going to across town to drop Ava off at daycare, and I put, I'm like, okay, Google, directions to the daycare. She's like, you're just going across town. I say, yeah, but there may be things I can't see that ways will. It's so many things in your life. You're like, but it's just $30. It's all I got. God, shall I eat it or shall I sow it? Our money is something we're familiar with because we don't want anybody else to control it. I went to work for this, Lord. I'm the one to punch this clock for this, Lord. I'm the one that did this overtime for this. The Lord talked to some of y'all right now about not spending all that money for Christmas. You ain't going to listen. And then you're going to want him to bail you out. And he will because he loves you. And grace is abundant. But it would have been optimal for your life. It would have, it would have caused less stress for you. If you would have just listened and said, you know what? These three toys are enough. You know what? I've already spent $200. That's enough. You got to hear God in every area of your life. No matter what the, the question is, no matter what the thing you are that you're trying to do, always take time to listen to the Holy Spirit because he is designed to give you your best life. Because we'll end here. And so when a kingdom is established, the king sends the governor, and the king builds a mansion for the governor in the territory in which he's been assigned. And what the governor's job is to do is to recreate history in that area so it looks just like the kingdom. So if if, if in earth the system was lat, the system was, I got to do this to get this, if the system was... Uh, God's not going to bless me because he's angry with me. What grace and the spirit did was came and rewrote history and said, God loves you enough that he's already adopted you before the earth was formed. And so you're good. I give everything to you. You have my heart. I send my son. So that was to rehearse the system, right? To, to redo the system. You're not lacking anymore. You're always abundant, right? If we operate according to the governor. Well, the problem is in the colony, it can't go without because the kingdom already has, unless the governor doesn't make requests from the kingdom. It's the kingdom's job to fund whatever the governor needs to take care of the territory that which he's governing over. Amen. Are y'all following me? Because I, I, okay. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, everybody can't talk to the king. The only way to access the king 
It's directly through the governor. Your governor is the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, you have access to God to fund your kingdom. And this is what we're going to talk about speaking in tongues, but we're not because we're going to end. But speaking in the Holy Spirit, in, in tongues as we call it, is the perfect language that communicates back to kingdom everything you need as a governor to rule the territory in which you're over. There's nothing. It is the perfect language. You know how old school is like sending a letter, right? Old, old school, you had a carrier. They would ride a horse across countries to send a message, right? Or they'll send it by ship. Well, the Holy Spirit is your direct line. You don't got to wait on that. Holy Spirit speaks exactly what the kingdom desires in the governor back to the kingdom so that you, as a vice governor, can have every resource you need to run the kingdom, your territory. There is nothing you lack. The only, that's why the Bible says you have not because you ask not. You, act, or you ask what? Amiss. Because you're asking things from the kingdom that the kingdom never needed for the territory. You asking for a man that God never told you to have in your life, in your territory. You asking for a woman. You asking for a job that ain't yours. Why? Because you are not even in faith for it because faith begins where the will of God is known. The only way to know the will of God is to access the Holy Spirit. So when you access the Holy Spirit, that's why God says, no man comes to me, what? Believing and doesn't receive. Why? Because if I come to God receiving, I have had to access the Holy Spirit, which is God's way of thinking, God's culture, God's way of doing things. So when I come to him, believing, I'm only getting what he has already gave to me. That's why no man can come to God believing and not receive because what I'm coming to him for, he had already provided before I asked. It was his ideal to bring me into his house to give it to me. Yes. 